in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. Let's talk about, oh, that should probably be at the beginning. What no, I just okay. said. Okay. You do what you want to do. Yep. No. Yeah. We could touch on that at some point too. Oh, you're doing what you want to do? Or my new yeah. development of, hey, you could sleep with this person. Yeah. <laughs> Who's probably going to listen to this episode. <laughs> More on that later. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to, and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle, and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Are you ready? Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. Part two of episode 50. The rest of this episode, we are going to get back to my subby's side of the things that happened last week. We're also going to talk about some new revelations that I had this past weekend during my subby's birthday. The second half of this episode wraps up season two. Holy shit, season two. We are doing a little mini-series for the month of October, my favorite month. We are going to be discussing all things chastity, history of chastity, touching on why men practice chastity, tips for chastity, all the things, cock cages, all the fun things about chastity. So starting Monday, we will be talking about the history of chastity. The last episode of the Chastity series is going to be your horror stories. We talked about it kind of at the beginning of this episode. We would love to hear from you. This episode will drop on Halloween. So if you have any stories about your chastity journey, anything that is maybe, holy shit, I can't believe that happened, or oh my God, this was scary, whatever it is, reach out and let me know and we're going to do a podcast episode about it. We have a couple stories of our own that some of you may have heard. So come back, check that out. Reach out to me with your horror stories so that we can put that in our Halloween episode. 
So let's dive into my subby's take on our little incident. Enjoy. The response that I got was more of, I, you know, I, it was like excuse making and that's a terrible, I don't mean it like that, but Mm -hmm. it was like justifying what he did. And then the more we talked about it, he's like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't want him to feel like he needed to defend himself. I understand. And I said, I appreciate everything you do for our family. I'm not, you know, this is just how I felt in the moment. Right. Justifiably so, you know, from my side on it, and you've already touched on a lot of this, but um, there are only so many hours in the day. And a lot of it is taken up by something I don't enjoy doing at all, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a necessary evil mm-hmm. and it helps keep things afloat. It's, I mean, it's not horrible. I just don't like, I just don't like it anymore. And again, on, you know, building the revenue streams for when we go, that's kind of a 24 hour job. Mm-hmm. in some way or another. Yeah. I had run across a post on Upwork for somebody looking for somebody to edit a podcast that was, I think they described it as racy, romantic, or uh, it was very NSFW. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. So I want to jump on this. And sometimes when these things pop up, you you just have to jump on them. You know, you have to at least throw it out there. Now, I don't know. I ran across the post that night, but it could have been posted a couple of days ago. I wasn't even paying attention because I was reading the, the description more. And I thought that it fit me and the pay was fairly decent. And I thought this could be a nice client to have. Mm-hmm. I'm sometimes myopic when it comes to stuff like that, because... I read the description and I'm already adding them to the client list and we're doing this and that. Like I I just go down the road a hundred miles an hour with even just the potential Mm -hmm. and the, to a fault often, you know, I, I should just worry about the task at hand and, and complete that task. And Because I'm so, like, wrapped up in and, you know, on my knees for my beautiful wife, what I was doing on my phone is obviously not more important than than doing my wife. True story. <laughs> Basically, whether I answered that or responded to that or submitted that, that proposal to that post at that specific time versus, I mean, let's be honest, it probably would have taken me five minutes. In um, bed. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's being optimistic. It depends on how fast I go actually, but right. So yeah. I, I mean, you know, even if it's a half hour later or, or whatever, you know, that 30 minutes is probably not going to make a big deal. And chances are, I'm not even going to hear back from that person anyways. So, I just really needed to put my phone down. Mm-hmm. I just thought at the moment that she was giving me the time to finish the thing and we were going to do the thing. Which is not out of the realm of possibility because I do do that. Okay. I mean, I mean, I do, right. I do do that. We do do. Uh, <laughs> we're so 12. 12. I was going to say so sixth grade. Oh, that would be 12. Yeah. 
I try to be very patient when he's on his phone because I know generally he's doing something or, you know, he's talking to people or whatever. Yeah. It I'm just, not like mindlessly scrolling, you no. know, Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. I'm not, you know, I very rarely scroll. Yeah. You know, I'm he's, on for a very specific reason and I'm not justifying one way or the other. I'm just saying my, in my yeah. nature, I don't do that. So when I'm, when I'm on my phone or the iPad or the computer or whatever, I'm like, 99% of the time I'm doing something to help our future. So I generally try to be very patient with him. Right. Sometimes it drives me fucking insane. And leading up to this incident, I think I was feeling a little bit left out. Like the phone was more important. And that's even extreme. It's not the phone is more important than his wife, but sometimes he gets very involved in what he's doing and I'm trying to have a conversation, but he's so invested in what he's doing. Now, my ownership in that is I should just not fucking talk to him while he's doing that. You know, why am I trying to have a conversation? Now, there have been instances where I start a conversation with him and then he goes to his phone while we're in the conversation. And then I think he misses a lot of what I'm saying, however, to be fair, I have also done that to him in return. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we just need to be aware of the things that we're yeah. doing. And I think this was just a miscommunication. Like he Massive. knows me very well. Yeah. So, you know, his assumption that I was just being nice and rubbing his butt until mm-hmm. he was finished is not out of the realm of possibility. And I was so worked up about the conversations that we'd had all day that I was like, uh, what's taking so long? Let's do this. I mean, why are you not at the same level as me? Yeah, and and definitely, you were at a, a a really high high, and when it didn't go quite quite right, the the drop was massive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty. Much, I felt really. <clears throat> I felt very rejected. Right, and I. I mean, really, I have no reason to feel that way. I know that you're attracted to me and that you feel absolutely. Me, you know. I know those things. So mm-hmm. um, it was maybe a little bit extreme on my part. However, I don't want to minimize it either because it's how I felt. Like I was right. really fucking hurt. Right. And there's like one, one phrase or one sentence that could have disarmed that whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't pop into my mind at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I own that, you know. Or just the one action that could have disarmed that whole thing. Like the night could have turned out completely different had one small thing been different. Yep. And I don't want anybody listening to this to think that, you know, oh my God, you guys are so great at communicating. And I mean, we are very, normally are. We are very good at communicating. We're human also, you know, and we get wrapped up in whatever. And to get to the point where we are right now to talk about it, it took some time. Mm -hmm. So I think. You know, communication is tricky sometimes because you kind of have to get out of your own head about things or, sure. you know, I was kind of uncomfortable talking to him about the fact that how bad it hurt my feelings, like how bad it shook how I felt about myself mm-hmm. and how I reacted to that has a lot to do with my history. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of demons in my head that are, you know, constantly talking about my body shape, my body size. Uh, how I view myself, things like that. And I've worked hard for a lot of years to get rid of that. And I'm getting better. I'm, I will always have those to fight, I think. And I'm getting better. But, you know, just when I get to a place where I'm kind of comfortable or whatever, and then this happened, and I, again, probably made a bigger deal out of it in my head than it really needed to be, mm. just because I overthink everything. So then also on that, 
it's always my goal, my intention, my trajectory, my whatever that is. I want you to never have to live the relationship that you used to have, mm-hmm. right? This is a different relationship and I've, and I always want to make it different and better for you. Mm-hmm. So when things like this happen, it's definitely like a regression or, or whatever, like I feel like a complete asshole over all of this because I completely failed the situation. You know, I basically, you could have put any one of your former relationships in my spot and it would have been mm. the same thing. I don't think it's quite that extreme. No, but, but I mean, in, in that, just in that yeah. moment, you know, just in that, you know, uh, this football game is more important or this motorcycle is more important or mm-hmm. this beer is more important mm. or whatever, whatever the thing is, is more important than you. And it was a, it was very similar that way, but I don't ever really, it's not my intention to ever really want that to be the case. Yeah. And it, it happened that night. Uh, and we've since talked about it and we're talking about it again in front of you, our valued listener that shit happens. Yeah. And, and I- you just talk through it and you work it out and you figure out why it happened Mm -hmm. and you figure out how to not let that happen again. And this felt like a big regression or like I said, it kind of knocked me down. But interestingly enough, I mean, my ego was stroked dramatically at camp this weekend. What a transition. But um, (laughs) yeah, and I, I don't bring this up. I mean, I don't I don't recommend continually bringing things up like this. With and just like beating a dead horse with it, unless there's really something productive that's coming out of the conversation, and that's why we're talking about. Yeah, it. I don't, I don't want him to feel like I'm constantly bringing it up and being like, "God, you're such a shit" or right. whatever. I just thought that this would really be something that he actually suggested we do a podcast on it. Right. I was already going to, right. but and I would have talked to him about it before I did. I just don't want it to come off as. You know, I'm constantly bringing it up because if there's one thing that I can offer for advice in any relationship Mm -hmm. is shit fucking happens. People fuck up. We're human. But you communicate, learn from learn what you can from what happened and then move on. Don't fucking bring it up and continue to beat a dead horse about it. Right. And that's that's the crucial part of this. Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing happened. And how you react from it is monumental, mm-hmm. right? You can either hold it in and not ever talk about it. And that chip is on your shoulder for the duration mm-hmm. until more chips happen and more chips happen. Mm-hmm. And it's unrecoverable. Now, you know, or you react to it in a way that you, you have the conversation mm-hmm. and you communicate in a way that you are not just talking, you're listening. So partner, when you're other person is talking you are listening like really listening like shut your fucking mouth and listen Mm -hmm. you know and working that through i'm not going to say it'll never happen again but i'll be more way more conscious of it because of how we handled it and yeah and listen things fall into a routine sometimes and it may happen again however my reaction to it will be significantly different it will be what I should have done in the first place and said, 
put your fucking phone down and fuck your wife. That's it. Right. End of discussion. Right. Now, if it's something that really can't wait, if he's really doing something, generally but, I know that. Yeah, and I can And he wouldn't be doing it in bed. And right. And and I mean on that, I shouldn't be working while laying in bed. Yeah. That's valid. fucking ridiculous. But in that case, if it's something, you know, really critical that I'm doing or whatever, I need to communicate that to you. Like, please, I just need 30 seconds or mm-hmm. or whatever it is just to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it was that lack of communication right at that specific moment mm-hmm. that that brought this in front of you yeah so i'd like to do a quick sidebar though and go back because i know my my friend miss b is listening to this and i don't want her to misconstrue a message that i just said about the when mistakes happen so i would like to clarify that if it's a cheating situation Mm -hmm. yes you should learn from your mistake Mm -hmm. what you can both of you, mm-hmm. and move on from it. However, when the same shady, shitty stuff that tipped you off to the cheating in the first place is still occurring, like these actions are still happening or certain things that you notice or whatever, I mean, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. You need to really pay attention to those. And your partner cannot be upset with you because you are acting a certain way right. when their actions from previous experience are the same and it's causing you to feel the same. Right. So obviously there, that needs to be a communication between the two people, but mm-hmm. um, I just didn't want the cheating aspect of things or what I said about communication, because yes, you should move on. If the actions have changed and things are occurring differently or those same actions that and I understand that when you've been cheated on, sometimes you're overly sensitive, but you know in your gut. Yeah. And if your partner has truly changed and is truly trying to be a better person and is truly invested in the relationship, they cannot be upset that you are this way because their actions created this behavior, essentially. Right. I just think that there has to be communication. And I, by communication, I mean it can't be you say something about it and your partner feels as though they're being attacked so they respond with anger and actions they wouldn't mm-hmm. normally do. This is just in general. I just specifically called her out because I want her to know that, mm-hmm. you know, there are different circumstances for how that, you know, learn from it and move on. I mean, right. there are different things. You have to gauge what the situation is. And we have talked and you know right. how I feel and I think a lot of it is about actions speak louder than words, which Mm -hmm. also comes back to this. Actions speak louder than words. So I just wanted to add that little sidebar. So back to the transition. What was it? Oh. Your confidence was high. (laughs) My confidence wasn't high. My ego was extremely stroked. Stroked. You make everything so dirty. I try. I love it. What do you want me to say about it? (laughs) Oh. Our development in, yes, we're not really swingers. No. But uh, clearly we could. I mean, it's always been a given. We've talked about this multiple times on the podcast about how I would probably let him sleep with a neighbor. That's, I mean, that's a potential thing. I mean, they're absolutely, I mean, I hate to say they're like family and then say you can sleep with her because it just sounds sick. But you know what I mean? I mean, we're that close and I'm that comfortable. I'm that comfortable with them. Right. Um. And I know that's hard for a lot of people. Like, they just think that's fucking weird. But 
I, and I think that was, are, I think that was a big development this weekend too. I think that was something that kind of, because three plus years and I, it has taken me that long to wrap my head around things and get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just because they were back at camp this weekend and mm-hmm. it just really felt like old times. Oh, it did. It was fantastic. Yep. But I don't know. It just kind of mm-hmm. changed like my mindset. Like I finally have my head wrapped around the perspective and I don't feel like it's something where I say it now and then two days. And that's where the sexually bipolar comes from because one day I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. obviously when there's alcohol involved, I'm always like, yeah, go ahead. I'm more loosey goosey. Yeah. Um, Which is why mixing alcohol with this type of thing is can be dangerous. I, th- I, I understand a drink to loosen up a little bit or yeah. whatever you do to loosen up a little bit. But if you're if you're drinking excessively, um, an alternative lifestyle situation is probably not a good idea. Right. So that kind of changed. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, we met some fantastic people. We did. At the campground this yep. weekend. Um, they were there visiting from a beautiful place in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Great people. So yeah. fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah. But we were on our way home and I said, you know, I think I'd be okay if you slept with her too. He's like, what? <laughs> you know the emoji that has the blowing up out of the top of the head kind of deal? Mind blown. And I think. Now listen. Overall, I don't have interest in sleeping with anyone but you. Like, that's the that's the general rule, mm-hmm. right? What's mind-blowing is that the, the revelations of this weekend or things that, we're, that we've mm-hmm. talked about and things that we said are definitely us evolving as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I wanted to mainly point out, point out that I said that not because I'm, you know, I mean, I'll bring you along on our swinging journey if that's where it goes, but... I kind of wanted to just give you, because I mean, last Sunday we were struggling. We were on the struggle bus hardcore. Mm-hmm. And in one week's time with, I mean, we've kind of almost talked about this ad nauseum now. Once we started, we don't stop. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good because that's how we learn the things that we need to learn from this instance mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. But to go from me feeling like real shitty about myself to Mm -hmm. driving home and being confident enough in myself and our relationship to say, well, I think I'd probably let you sleep with them. You know, I mean, fucking mind blowing. Um, I think too, a lot of what it is for me is that I had very extensive conversation with this person. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like helps. I got a, a great idea of what their dynamic is like. I mean, I, it was not, in depth, I don't know all their life story, but you can really no. gauge how people feel about each other by how they talk about right, each other. Right. And, you know, if we were ever to do any type of, I think, swinging situation, obviously it would be with the neighbors. But right. I mean, if we were to ever go further than that, mm-hmm. um, I would want to probably have pretty significant conversations with the people that we are going to do this with and kind of get a feel. Like I really pick up on the way people talk about each other, like the Mm -hmm. way a couple talks about each other. And I mean, these two long-term marriage and have had their bumps in the road, but have always pulled out and that sounds dirty. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I just really got a good feel for them, Mm -hmm. not of them for them. And, um, (laughs) But I just, I mean, I think that it's very important that I know that 
their relationship is, mm-hmm. you know, solid. I don't want it to be a situation where we decide that we are swingers or where we decide we want to take our relationship to that level. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that tomorrow we're going to be like, oh, hey, let's be swingers and fuck all the people. Yeah. But I think that if we were to ever evolve our our relationship to that level, I would want to be sure that um, while we would be newbies, I want to make sure that whoever we are playing with is, you know, mm-hmm. in a good place and not, yeah. you know, two newbies yeah. playing together seems like dangerous, but maybe not. I mean, if it organically happens, it's well, probably great. Yeah. I mean, like, whole you, like rabbit you said, hole. the way they talk about each other mm-hmm. is a major, major factor. Well, and even just seeing them interact with each other, you right. can see it. You can tell a lot by right. people's body language. Right. A lot. Right. And, you know, I mean, like there's a few couples at the campground that I see that, um, are swingers and I think, but they just don't like, they do nice things for each other, but they don't really, they're not really around each other. And maybe that's the point of camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go there to get away. Right. You're with them all week. And that's, I mean, everyone's dynamic is different and Mm -hmm. everyone's relationship is different, but you can really pick up on, like we are more attracted to people in general who talk really favorably about their partner. It's not even you know, this. Yeah. It's, that's that's it's kind good. of the thing because that speaks volumes about who they are as a person. Yeah. It's good to have the conversation, but it's also really interesting for me to watch the body language and the right. actions. Right. You know, but we don't generally leave our camper and fucking this weekend we were out till two in the morning on Saturday or one thirty and mm-hmm. went to bed at two. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Crazy. Mind blown twice in one weekend. It was yeah. a good fucking birthday. I think that kind of sums up everything that I wanted to talk about. I Mm -hmm. I mean, my biggest point was I just wanted to make sure. I just thought it was a good idea to talk about this so that people can see that we are human and Mm -hmm. we do ride the struggle bus every now and then. You're not alone. And my inbox is always open. I feel, let me just really quick say, anybody that has emailed me in the last four to five days, I will get back to you. Yeah, It's just been kind of busy. So and other things. I will try to respond to emails when I can, but it might be tomorrow. To sum all of this up, you say it at the end of every podcast. Be good to yourself and be good to each other. Are you trying to end my fucking podcast right now? I'm just saying that that is, is, I mean, if you were to sum the whole thing up, Mm -hmm. right? I agree. Be good to yourself. You know, be healthy to yourself. Learn things. Be open to things. Mm -hmm. Be accepting of things. But also be confident of things and communicate in a confident way. Mm-hmm. That's being good to yourself. And then be good to others, like, you know, your your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, your friends. You know, just be a good human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, just know that everybody struggles. Right. On that note, have a fantastic week. Be a good human being. Be safe. Stay healthy. And we will chat soon. Love you. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page, 
My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subby, full and sample erotic audios, and other posts. OnlyFans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios, videos, and photos. Mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10% discount. Most importantly, though, if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on, please do. Good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.